0: And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
2: An Erio's original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. The Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Aftermath. Today, we're speaking with guest expert Christina Kousakis. Christina is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she's also a certified Imago therapist, which is a form of couples counseling. She's also a diehard fan of the TV show Friends. Let's hear what she has to say about the breakup of Ross and Rachel. Christina, we are just so thrilled to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you so much for asking me. I'm excited (laughs) to be able to talk about one of my favorite television shows.
2: Yeah. So could you start off by telling our listeners about your particular area of work? What do you specialize in?
3: Yes, um, I am an Imago uh, certified couples therapist. So mostly I work in my private practice with couples. um, And I help them to sort of understand and learn how to how to Connect better, how to be less reactive with each other, and and how to figure out like where all that reactivity is coming from, um, so they can have a deeper, more meaningful relationship.
2: I love it. I wish uh, Rachel and Ross had you when they were going through this. Now, as a lover of the TV show Friends, I know that you were watching even before the relationship started, and as as a relationship expert on your end, now. Did you ever notice any red flags during their courtship?
3: During the courtship, um, I during the courtship things seemed fairly healthy, but there were times, um, even before the breakup, where um, you could see each each of their um, their children sort of showing up or their themselves, um, particularly in the episode when. Ross had a dinner, um, at the museum and he was wanting everybody to get ready. And he was getting really anxious and really pushy. Um, and Rachel ended up uh, coming out of the bedroom dressed in her sweats and decided she was just going to sit down and uh, not go at all. If he was going to tell her, you know, how to get ready and what to do and was getting very critical about, about it. Um, I feel like that was the beginning of seeing like sort of where their power struggle began.
2: Interesting. Now, I'd love to start off by talking about communication and their communication. How important is it in a relationship? And how would you rate Ross and Rachel's communication skills?
3: I think for the most part, um, they weren't really listening to each other. They were thinking about themselves.
2: And this is kind of, uh, you could see this play throughout, I guess, the entire show, right? It's almost like they're talking at each other versus actually listening.
3: Yeah, I think not only just talking at each other, and I I think we all as individuals do this eventually in relationship, you know, in the romantic part of the relationship, we can't listen to each other enough. And we can't uh, say enough about how much we're similar, how much we enjoy each other, but As time goes on, and I I think particularly with Ross and Rachel, like he was always thinking about what was important to him to not be anxious. And she was thinking about what was important to her to have her own independence. Um, Wow. And not thinking about what does Ross need to be happy in this relationship or what does Rachel need to be happy in the relationship? They were both thinking about what do I need and not thinking about how, how that related.
2: Wow. In terms of semantics, do you think that it was clear that Ross and Rachel were on a break based on how they ended their fight? What what would you say uh, is, uh, what about their wording made their situation kind of complicated?
3: Well, I think the wording made it complicated uh, just in the sense that, um, you know, what does that really mean to take a break, but also um, the timing, the time frame. You know, like can there's the the idea that we're saying we're going to take a break. But then, you know, 12 hours later, are you really able to just disconnect from the other person and and go be with somebody else and move on? And you know, I don't think he was moving on. My take on this is that. Ross was having a traumatic response to mm-hmm. Rachel's independence, like Ross had been in a relationship where as somebody started to grow and change. Um, his first wife, he got he had this traumatic revelation. She doesn't not only does she not love him anymore, she's lesbian and moving on to be with somebody else. But basically, it was the the change led to a rejection of him. So as Rachel was getting this new career and trying to change and become independent, um, he was feeling very terrified that um, something was going to happen to him. But that, you know, and so his response of being so possessive, I feel like was a trauma response. It wasn't coming from a rational or logical place. It was coming from a a life or death place. That brain response we have where like I'm in danger, I'm in danger, I need to do something to survive.
2: So in a way, saying let's take a break was almost like a trigger phrase for Ross.
3: Well, yes, but I think her announcing the break was her traumatic response as well. Tell me more. Okay, so how did we meet Rachel? We met Rachel frantically walking into a coffee shop in a wedding dress, leaving the traditional expectations that were placed on her that she no longer wanted. She was she this show started with this character who wanted to seek a different kind of life, who didn't want to be the spoiled little rich girl that she grew up to be she wanted to be something else and she was starting to step into that and being so proud of herself and he was trying to stop her wow so so the same kind of fight or flight thing that happened to her to make her walk out of the wedding in her wedding dress to go run away from everything was the same response that said to her if you're going to treat me like this we have to take a break i can't i can't be suffocated like this
2: now Leading to the breakup, Ross makes it clear that he feels like Rachel is spending a lot of time at work. Now, how big of a strain can a new job be on a relationship? And do you think, you know, uh, obviously, I think the answer is yes. But do you think that this had anything to do with the way that Ross reacted at the
3: moment? Yes, I think it had a lot to do with how he reacted because he wasn't getting her attention. And and that is a huge trigger for him. The fact that
2: he felt like he was losing her.
3: The fact that he felt like he was losing her, the fact that he kept asking her to be available. And even though she had very good reasons to be unavailable, um, she was unavailable. And that that. Was absolutely a dangerously terrifying thing for him.
2: Now, another thing we talked about was Ross's jealousy. I, 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 I sense that there's a connection here to the the way that he is afraid of not having attention or losing her, and and the jealousy aspect. Would you say so?
3: Yes, I, I, yes, I absolutely would say so. I, I mean. Um, Carol you know got all of a sudden very busy and unavailable going to the gym and he was unaware of what was happening at the gym but but I think that's where it all plays into uh his his way of behaving with Rachel was such a trauma response but it was like I didn't see this coming so this time I'm going to be hyper aware I'm going to be looking out for every sign that might put me in danger again so oh wow there's you know he he knows Rachel's maybe not attracted to women, but there's a really good looking guy who's really trying to get her time and attention. And so, you know, it's happened to him before when someone he loves is off somewhere else spending all their time and having and engaging in something they enjoy with someone else. Uh, That's that's scary for him. That's dangerous for his sense of well-being and you could call it jealousy but as i said it really ties back to his brain and his body are telling him he's in danger
2: now do you think rachel should have set a clear boundary with her coworker mark
3: well didn't mark in the end didn't he leave and go to another job oh well at, at the time of the breakup wasn't he working somewhere else that's a good question
2: i I don't recall the, the series. I think of the- they
3: were staying in touch. And I know that that night he did come over to bring her dinner. Um, and she, I don't, yeah. Should she have set a clear boundary? Just regardless of, of where, I know that that night she wasn't working with him. He was working somewhere else and came to check in on her. But, but um, I think, I don't think it occurred to her. Wow. Because she. She was so caught up in, in her need to become this independent uh, person who was having a career, like, like looking for another relationship or noticing the attentiveness of somebody else, whether it's appropriate or inappropriate. I don't, I don't think it occurred to her because she was so engaged in wanting to learn how to be somebody who was building a career. And having never really worked that much in her life, she probably didn't know what was appropriate or inappropriate in the workplace. She thought he was just being helpful and just being nice.
2: Now, on our episode, we discuss how Joey and Chandler played a part in the breakup. They took Ross out to a bar, they got him drunk, and then they left him without making sure that he got home. Do you think that this was a helpful way for Joey and Chandler to help their friend Ross, who was during this very difficult time?
3: Well, I think I, I mean, uh, from a therapeutic standpoint, I I don't know about what they might have thought the dangers were in leaving Ross alone in a bar uh, because Ross is such a rule follower, such a goody goody. uh, But as friends who know someone is just going through a really emotional, painful thing and is also now had a lot to drink and probably not going to be making good choices, probably not uh, a good thing to do under any circumstances From for emotional well-being and from physical safety as well. My
2: follow-up question would be, how would you recommend as a therapist, that friends of people who are going through breakups help them deal with their situation? How can they be better
3: friends? Well, I think that um, they can help them to listen. I think that uh, they can certainly be as supportive as they think people need to be. Maybe not take them out and get them drunk and leave them in the bar, but <laughs> maybe make sure they get home safely. Um <laughs> And I, I think it's important to um, just be there to be a mirror, to to sort of be able to reflect wherever they're at, and and uh, and let them know that however they're feeling, whatever they're needing, is okay right now because it's painful. Perhaps
2: a walk versus a, a hangout at a bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: Yes, or maybe drinks at home. Drinks
2: at home. That's good. That's safe. That's very safe. Yes. Now, this might be a very personal question, Christina. Are you Team Ross or are you Team Rachel? And why, as a society, do we feel like we have to pick teams?
3: Yeah. um, Well, I think we pick teams because we want to know to pick uh, people who align with our values and our own sense of integrity. Um, I, I think I would pick team Rachel and this is why, um, because I think that Ross knows in deep down inside and we knowing the kind of character he was that he stepped out of his integrity that night Mm. and couldn't admit it. Mm. He wasn't, he wasn't. He couldn't. He couldn't look at you know how he contributed to the to the eventual demise. He was trying to defend and excuse himself, which is never good in a relationship.
2: It's very telling, I
3: guess. About yeah, how, well, because as I said, it, you know, I I've I watched the show all the way through many times. Like this, this guy was pretty consistent in what kind of character he was all the way through, and he he stepped out of his integrity that night. Now he if thinking, then. I,
2: I agree with you, and I think that his actions afterwards were very
3: telling, yes, again, taking the advice of of Joey and Chandler, who are not the best advisors
4: uh-huh. <laughs> the tracks.
0: <laughs>
2: if you were to be Ross and Rachel's therapist during their breakup, how would you have dealt with their situation? How would you have treated them
3: um well, I would definitely put them in dialogue with each other. I would definitely get them to sort of uh, ask the other to kind of step into their way of thinking about things and where their values lie and what was happening for them in that moment um, and get them to have some validation and empathy for each of their experiences. I think it would be important for Rachel to be able to say, you know. I still can't forgive you for what you did, but I can imagine that you were feeling very abandoned at the time. Um, because the other part, I hope I'm remembering this correctly, but um, I think what pushed Ross over the edge was not that he was out drunk, but that um, he, he called and Rachel picked up the phone and Mark yes. was there. Yes. And he heard Mark was there. And in his mind, she had left him. Yes. And so even though he stepped out of his own integrity in retaliation, um, he, that, that trauma, you know, just got pushed him way to the edge that, that knowledge, that piece of information, that misinformation as, you know, his misinterpretation pushed him over the edge. And so if I had them and I, they were wanting to heal from this I, they would have to have conversations about what was happening for him at the time what was happening for her at the time and what they were both needing and not getting from each other and and then i asked them to think about you know what they could do differently going forward or what they might be learning from that in order to show up differently in the relationship
2: it's a double edged sword because had you been their therapist they probably would have gotten together Uh, much sooner and then we wouldn't have seasons and seasons of the tv show friends
3: yes that's exactly right (laughs) so i guess it's to the benefit of us all yes
2: yes i hope after the show ended they i would hope that you could you know somehow talk to them after the show ended yes exactly
3: make sure they they keep their relationship going and right
2: and boy they have a lot of work to do yes yes now, at the end of the day, we ask all of our guest experts this question. If you had to pick a person or thing, it could be a concept that you think is to blame for the breakup of Ross and Rachel, who or what would that be?
3: Okay, a person or a thing, or it could be a concept. Um, I think uh, that's really hard. Um, I think it, but does this qualify as an answer for me? Uh, the thing that was the, it was sort of the, the, um, the struggle between the need for growth and the need for holding on to things as they are. So the battle between, um, change and homeo and, st- and, and keeping things the same.
2: So it's both of their person, their needs in, uh, as people, right. Based on their trauma. Mm-hmm um trying one is 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 needing like you said change and the other one wants to hold on and that's just it sounds like a recipe for a relationship not to work
3: it does if you're not talking about it but if you can open up the conversation and be vulnerable enough with each other to say this is something I'm really needing this is what scares me um you know um and and then each, each person can sort of think about how can I not be scared, but still give my partner space to grow? And how can I take the space I need to grow, but still remind my partner that, that I'm there and I'm not going away? Um, then, then you, you don't, it's not a recipe for disaster.
2: That's such a hopeful way of ending this conversation and uh, making us think about their relationship and perhaps our own relationships.
3: Yeah, absolutely. If you remember how the series ended, they were going to be together. She decided not to grow anymore. She didn't go to Paris. And he let her go to Paris and didn't fight her on it. Like he finally got to the place where he wasn't going to hold on to her. And she was in a place where she didn't need to fight him and leave. And they they left the series together.
2: That's an interesting way of thinking about that ending. I hadn't mm-hmm. realized perhaps Ross's part in the in in that
3: uh the two of them coming back together. Yeah, he wasn't stopping her even though he really didn't want her to go because he felt like she had to make her own decision. Well,
2: Christina, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us understand one of these uh one of the most important disasters and tragedies that we've discussed on our show. It is. It is. It was
3: a big disaster and tragedy. We all angsted over it for for years until the end of the series when they got back together. So thank you for letting me talk about it. This has been fun. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June.
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. And fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And I mean, how interesting was it to talk about Ross and Rachel as uh, the People that we know that they are. The people that they are to us.
4: Mm. Yeah.
2: Sounds like they had some relationship problems.
4: Right. From the start.
2: Yeah. But I will say that the way Christina put it in the end, it really feels like there was hope for them. They just went about it the wrong way
4: right
1: yeah yeah. and and what christina said which makes total sense is that essentially and what you guys sort of arrived at later in that interview was that healthy relationships will just make bad tv really (laughs) 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 you know what i mean i mean let's be honest no i mean the will they won't they the miscommunications the foibles and sort of um, you know, shortcomings of your inability to sort of like make yourself better. Those right. are the things that make for interesting characters for relatable characters. Right. And-
4: A rom-com yeah. where they just are happy and love the whole time. It's like, that's not relatable because everyone has their issues. Right. So we want to see other people going through the struggles that we've had and relate.
2: Yes. But isn't it interesting that when we think about relationships and, and, you know, great loves like Ross and Rachel, we think about characters in television and it's like shaping our romantic lives as people going about in this world trying to be, you know, uh, trying to care for our mental health and care for mm. the, the health of our relationship. It, they're probably not the best role models
4: <laughs> No, yet
2: we, and yet we do that
4: yeah but, but like th- isn't it nice to like see like everyone's flawed and everyone has the like is like relationships are work period like yes. whether it's romantic whether it's family whether it's just a friendship relationships require work mm-hmm. and sometimes you're better at it and sometimes you're not and i think to chris's point too it's like it's interesting to watch that and you model yourselves, what Christina was saying when she was saying that, you know, people choose teams because they want to align themselves with people that they feel aligned with their own integrity and their own mm. values. Mm. So it's kind of good to see that because it is almost, it's educational in a way where you see like, oh, I would, I would not want to do that if I were in that situation, or maybe I would try that if I were in this situation in my own life. Right. right. Yeah, I agree.
1: You know, that's just kind of, I you know, that's very true. And I and I find that to be true too of you know, these relationship based programs, right? Like mm-hmm. um Sex in the City comes to mind, uh-huh. Friends, uh, or even Seinfeld. I mean, we're dating ourselves here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a more modern, modern one. family. That's
4: even dating.
3: Well, yeah, I was gonna throw
2: in the notebook, which does not <laughs> just, make it more current. Well, I guess I or mean Titanic. Just Romeo just and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really old. but i guess what i'm saying i don't really know or like i've it's been half baked but like there it is important to remember these are not real people and these are not real models for successful relationships probably far from it and in fact the, the those are antithetical to each other sure. like a good relationship it does not make for good television. I mean, that's, I just don't think that's true. I love that, maybe the though. but maybe the Americans is something that comes to mind. Like, but even Are you they talking had about
2: the 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 spy. Yes, <laughs> okay. because they had a there was some
1: kind of they had a good relationship. Right, kind of.
2: I don't know if they had a good relationship. They.
4: They there was weird spies. trust. They were forced together. Yeah, they
2: were forced together. I mean, I think it grew and I we never I <laughs> never got to the bad, end of the American. It's a but bad
1: example. But. I can't
2: believe that's your like golden well, uh, No, it
1: wasn't. It was just a thought. I was just sort of trying to think of one well, that was like a decent relationship uh, th- that that's was. That's the one t- on that came TV. to mind.
4: <laughs> you do you do have even within like sex in the city? Yeah, They are dealing with external relationships, but their internal friendships, those are really good relationships. And even they have moments of stress where they have to like yeah. resolve an issue in the friendship. So it's like, you know, I feel like there's a balance where you, it's not, it doesn't have to all be bad, complicated relationships. You need a little bit of light in there, right?
2: Yes, I but, but something you said, Chris, which is like, sometimes we, so many people get bored in relationships because they, uh, you know, whatever reason, you know, it's not exciting. There's not a, uh, you know, there's... Go on. I'm just saying maybe <laughs> that is because they're comparing themselves right. to mm-hmm. these relationships that are not real. Right. But I also like what you said, which was that these flawed relationships on television help us help remind us that relationships are work you said that Mm Clayton, where you mm -hmm. know it's 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 okay you know Mm -hmm.
4: so there so we don't beat up on ourselves so much yeah so there's (laughs) good to
2: it and there's also a uh there's a good and a bad to it i guess
4: sure i i liked what um I think what the most important thing about this whole thing was, and what I feel like Christina ultimately landed on was communication. And I, I thought what was really fascinating about her decision to blame, like the battle between Rachel wanting change and Ross kind of really wanting the status quo or things to stay the same. And your response was like, well, so it seems like it's a recipe for disaster. And she's like, well, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, If you can have that dynamic, but if you're communicating about right. it- right." And sharing your anxieties and allowing space for that dialogue, you can still have that dynamic and not have it unravel your relationship. And it, which kind of speaks to what we ultimately were talking about in the initial episode, was like, it's just, um, they lacked really good communication skills mm-hmm, to be able yeah. to have mm-hmm. that, to at least acknowledge that reality. Right.
2: Another thing that Christina brought up, that which we actually talked about during the episode, was the trauma. I feel like we mm. ma- maybe didn't fa- uh, phrase it as well as Christina did. But when she talked about how they were both dealing with their trauma. Yep. And I think, obviously, we jumped on Ross's trauma, which is perhaps a little bit more obvious, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was, he's divorced and he, uh, had that, uh, failed marriage. He was left, you know, all all of that trauma that comes with that, Mm -hmm. but also Rachel's trauma of Mm -hmm. feeling like she doesn't want to be held down or controlled. Right, Right. Right. You know, what is she running from when we first meet her? Like Christina put it, um,
4: that was very. See, I don't know the show, so that was like, like a very interesting little clue into this whole thing. When I heard her say, "I was like, oh, context, interesting."
1: Yeah, that's true. True. I still haven't wrapped my head around the fact that Clayton hasn't watched. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that's to that's the hardest thing to understand <laughs> yeah, that's about this entire uh, my biggest episode. Flaw. I mean, yeah. yeah, more yeah.
1: more complicated and and. And harder to wrap your head around than the whole uh, the actual relationship yes
2: <laughs> yeah but it does make you think about how we're all reacting to our own trauma in our sure. own relationships
1: yeah it's and true
2: perhaps the people that we have easier relationships are the ones that w- are like traumas don't like clash
4: well we did I remember stash was she was really making a, a um strong push for baggage which you know yes. goes hand in hand with with trauma but we ultimately decided away from that because we felt like yes everyone has their baggage and they and they bring it to a relationship but um you know it's how they communicate or like handle that baggage which led us to
2: which is exactly what christina said yeah yeah
4: talk okay, about your baggage
2: trauma it wasn't yeah. the trauma that broke them up because they could have still had a relationship even with with the trauma slash baggage mm-hmm So what did we end up sending to the alarmist jail, Clayton? Can you remind us?
4: Yes, we threw Ross and Rachel in jail in the Mm. same cell until they worked it out. (laughs) And um, we gave a big slap to bad communication.
2: Mm. So do we feel like, do we feel like we, Christina would be proud of that, Um, that decision? Do we feel like we want to keep it? Um, or do we just want to send bad communication to the alarmist Joe?
1: Yogi's chiming in. Um, if you listeners can yeah. hear that at home, well, what, what do you he think? He really
2: amped about this topic. He really does. He
0: yeah,
1: he watched the he show with cries. you, and barking.
2: Yeah, he did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bark once if you think it's Ross and Rachel. Bark yeah. two for uh, bad communication, Yogi.
2: Oh, oh bad wow. Communication. bad communication! Wow, two yeah. barks. <laughs> two barks. Well, that that is closer to what Christina said. Bad he's, communication yeah, skills. He's
4: still going at it. So, do we? Um, do you want to slap Ross and Rachel then, and, and uh, throw the communication in jail, and just swap it out? Or
2: I think that's a good call. I, I I'm going to call it. Ross and Rachel, you're getting the big slap. Ow, we were on a break. <laughs> Bad communication. You're going to the alarmist jail. That feels right. You know, that that feels right. And that's also a good reminder of how important uh, it is to communicate with our are our partners. That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: And, if, and if you're writing a comedy, like a TV show, make sure your partners aren't communicating.
2: If you want them to laugh, a, it will become a sure. mega hit. It
1: yeah. will become a yeah. mega hit. All
2: right. Well, I feel really good about that. I feel like this has been one, uh, one of those tragedies where we have really learned so much. We have really grown throughout this process, haven't yeah.
1: we? I definitely feel like I yes. have...
2: Yes. And, and you know, we will not... Re- history... We will not repeat history. There will never be another breakup after this episode.
4: Mm, mm, uh-huh. History
2: will not repeat itself after this. So maybe I'll
4: uh-huh. start watching the show.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, keep us posted. Keep I'm dying posted. to know what you think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does it hold up like 30 years later? <laughs> and stay tuned because next week we are going to be discussing... The Sixteenth Street Baptist Church Bond Ereos. Powered by
3: ATAS.
0: Small details are big surfaces, tight corners or odd shapes.